0: Welcome back to the Ryan Responds podcast, the bi weekly political podcast that focuses on today's political issues and how they affect you and me. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am very excited to be back. Episode 27 is live. Thank you all for joining me today. Gonna have a packed episode for you guys today. We're going to be talking about the articles of impeachment, Nancy Pelosi, Schiff, Maxine Waters, Jerry Nadler, all the clowns in the circus. They released two articles of impeachment against President Trump. Also, IG Horowitz released the long-awaited IG report into FISA abuse. It's damning evidence, it's bad, it's big, and it's next on episode 27 of the Ryan Responds podcast. So, how's it going, everybody? Thank you for coming back. Episode 27 is live. We've got plenty of things to talk about. I've been gone for a week. Hope everyone had a great weekend. But we're going to get right through the chit-chat, move right into the business today. First, we're going to talk about the articles of impeachment introduced by the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, Maxine, Jerry Nadler, Adam Schiff. They got two articles of impeachment going up, and when they're going to vote is unclear, but the articles of impeachment include abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. They couldn't even get one of the things they had the focus groups on you know they had they had these big name topics like bribery treason extortion quid pro quo etc but they weren't applicable to this impeachment inquiry because none of these things were committed president trump didn't bribe the ukrainian government he didn't commit treason against the united states there was no quid pro quo as you know Kurt Volker, Gordon Sondland, Tom Morrison, they all identified and there was no extortion at all. So, you know, these big names that people recognize, everyone recognizes bribery, everyone recognizes treason, extortion, and quid pro quo, which is what they had in the um, focus groups they held, but they couldn't use those because they weren't applicable to what President Trump did. Um, you know, these articles that they've introduced are very unpopular among the public um, because they're not very catchy names like quid pro quo or bribery or treason. Um, and they're not out in the open. Like, not many people know of obstruction of Congress. And not many people know of abuse of power. So these are things that they're going to have to try and sell to the American public because in the end, they probably are going to lose in 2020, you know, if they do impeach him in the house trump will be the only president to be impeached and still win re-election he'll also be the first president to ever be impeached in his first term um, but we, we all know this you know i'm not saying anything we don't know right now but we know that the impeachment has been going on for three years already since january 20th 2017 when president trump was inaugurated we know this because I mean, look, the Washington Post put out an article 19 minutes after he was sworn in on the Bible, 12:19 p.m., the case to impeach President Trump. He literally had been there for 19 minutes. He probably just was still in the Capitol from being sworn in, ladies and gentlemen. And bottom line, my opinion is they will impeach him in the House because they probably have the—I think they have the votes— um, and I think they want to do it before Christmas, because if they do it in 2020, that will look extra bad. Even though it already looks terrible for them, because they're impeaching a president one year before an election. But bottom line is, if we want to keep President Trump, we got to keep the Senate. Because if we lose the Senate in 2020, we—they're probably going to remove him from office because they'll impeach him in the House, and if that's the case, they'll have to—they'll remove him in the Senate because they're disgusting and this is what they do but if we can regain the house and continue to hold the senate it will be an amazing four years we just need the republicans to unite like they have during this impeachment inquiry and all these hearings they've united very well we just need to see more unity after the 2020 election because if we can get the house and keep the senate and trump wins re-election, we're going to have it made in the shade as long as the Republicans can unite behind the president and unite behind the founding principles that got President Trump elected in the first place because that is what we need in through 2020 to 2024. You know, We need to keep the Senate, and if we can get the House, that would be excellent. I think we only have like a 20%. 20 uh, spot difference in the house right now. I believe it's not too big. It's like 20 to 25. Um, so all we need to do is keep what we got and gain some. And I think with the results the president has been able to make in this country, and uh, you know, i.e. jobs, the stock market, the unemployment rate, um, all of that. There's no reason why he shouldn't win the house back, keep the senate, as well as get reelected because. He's just done so well. If he does get re-elected, I think he'll take the House. It's just how I think it will go. We'll have to wait and see on that. That's all to be determined. Uh, we're going to move along now to the IG report, the long, long awaited IG report. You know, I've you've been watching Sean Hannity. He's been talking about this since last year. This IG report has been long awaited. We thought it'd be July and September, and then it moved to October, and Finally, December 9th was the date, the end-all, be-all, and it was pretty damning evidence against the uh, Obama, DOJ, and FBI. I.G. Horowitz, he found 17 errors or omissions from the FISA application with Carter Page, um, which is astonishing, and not even to mention what has been done to General Flynn on the FISA applications and what they falsified there with him. Uh, which he's currently fighting with Sidney Powell in court, but you know we're seeing the the, the FBI—they falsified documents to continue spying and and wiretapping Trump officials like Carter Page because this is what they needed to do to make it look as if there was an investigation going on, a problem with President Trump. They needed that cloud over his campaign because now, listen here—if Trump would have lost, this investigation would have stopped. No doubt, because they wouldn't care to keep investigating if Hillary won. But since he won, they had to continue this. Um, And, you know, the FBI investigation, it really was a true witch hunt because there was nothing, there was no evidence, there was nothing there for the FBI to pick on with him. Um, But it allowed the FBI to continue their investigation when they found the Steele dossier, which was paid for by the DNC, Hillary Clinton, and it was given to them by... Glenn Simpson, Fusion GPS, uh, Nellie Orr, Bruce Orr, they all worked on it. Um, it's a sad day when you see the FBI working with a political party and a political candidate to meddle, and use the Democrats' word there, meddle in an election. And we saw, I mean, this, this goes back to J. Edgar Hoover days, when the amount of corruption that's taken place in the FBI right now. um, But, you know, can we even trust the FBI ever again? I don't know the answer to that because, of course, you have good people on, on both sides. You know, there's good people within every organization and there's bad people within every organization. And the FBI is no different. But what you're seeing, what you saw was the the head of the FBI, James Comey, you saw him allow this investigation to take place when they falsified records and documents to continue looking into Trump campaign officials to try and find something that they have committed wrong when there was no basis to do so other than the Steele dossier, which was paid for by the DNC and Hillary Clinton. Along with other FBI officials, Bruce Orr, you know the wife of Bruce Orr, Nellie Orr, was working with Fusion GPS, which was the law firm working with Hillary. It's all a big, big circle in D.C. because everyone knows everybody, and this is how they do their corruption. Um, but it's it's a sad day in America when you see an independent organization that's supposed to be looking into the top wanted list, the the terrorists of the world. Uh, you know, looking into the worst of people, and yet they were busy working on a false investigation that was false from the start because it started with the Steele dossier, which was nothing more than a bunch of lies made up by a British spy that was paid for by Fusion GPS, which was working with Hillary and the DNC. It's bad. And, you know, uh, AG Barr and... um, the U.S. Attorney uh, Durham they they disagree because IG Horowitz also said that there was no political bias within the Russia investigation, which Durham and Barr both came out and said that's wrong. Uh, Durham has a criminal investigation out, and Barr just has a regular investigation. But but what Durham finds could be could be huge. We thought what Horowitz found was going to be bigger, but. This is bad. This is big. I mean, you know, I would have wanted some criminal charges, but this wasn't a criminal investigation. This was simply just a here's what happened with the FISA abuses. Here's what happened with the investigation into Trump. Here's what happened with all that. Um, When Durham, his report comes out, that's going to be huge. That's going to be bombshell stuff because we know now what took place. We know now that the FBI falsified documents in order to continue looking into the Trump campaign and today, Horowitz testified in front of the Senate, uh, is it the Senate Judiciary Committee, I believe. You know, Ted Cruz, he nailed it today when he said, so this is a quote from Ted. He said, A lawyer at the FBI creates fraudulent evidence, alters an email, that is in turn used as the basis for a sworn statement for the court that the court relies on. And Horowitz said that's correct. That's what occurred. A lawyer at the FBI created fraudulent evidence altered an email and turned that in as a sworn statement in court words cannot describe how pathetic that is that the FBI did you can't even you can't even convince me oh it was an accident we we thought this was real we thought the steel dossier was real no no. It was paid for by the DNC, paid for by Hillary, Fusion GPS, Glenn Simpson, Bruce Orr, James Comey, Andrew McKay, Lisa Page, Peter Struck, Bruce Orr, Clapper, Hillary, Obama, they all knew what was going on. The main goal was to get President Trump far away from the White House and put Hillary Clinton in the White House to continue this corruption and... Here's the scary part. This is almost the scariest part of this whole thing because if if Trump didn't win, we would not know about all of this corruption that took place at the FBI. We wouldn't know that they, they, they falsified evidence. This is supposed to be an independent investigation, an independent bureau at the federal government level that was used as a political tool to steal an election for the Democrats. You know, it was a fake and politically motivated investigation from the start because the dossier was paid for by Hillary, the DNC. It's so bad, ladies and gentlemen. And I know you guys know what I'm telling you, but you can't even talk about it enough because it's so corrupt and so... Sad to see our FBI and our federal government involved in such a phony witch hunt against someone that wanted to run for president and someone that the establishment looked at as a threat. You know, Trump ran on the, I'm going to drain the swamp. Every corrupt person in D.C. is going to go. And they were threatened by that. The deep state, the swamp, the corrupt individuals working at the highest levels of our government didn't like that. So they had to do something. They had an insurance policy, we know, with Struck and Page. And Trump-Russia was their insurance policy. The Steele dossier was their whole thing. And it's it's worse than sad. It's actually pathetic, ridiculous. It's so much, it's too much to put into words because it's, It's the FBI, ladies and gentlemen, the people that are supposed to protect us in this country. Look out for you and me. Look out for our kids. Look out for our citizens, our fellow Americans. And yet they were trying to steal an election for Hillary Clinton and continue with a fake and politically motivated investigation. And if Trump didn't win, we would not know the levels of corruption at the FBI right now. And that is one sad thing. It's a sad occurrence, but it's a good thing this came out because people need to fall because of this. The cards need to fall. People need to be locked up. People need to be fired because this is the highest level of of fraudulency, the highest levels of, of... I mean, words can't even describe how bad this is. Um, So I'm not even going to attempt anymore, but fake and politically motivated investigations the FBI was doing based on fraudulent information paid for by the DNC and by their lord and savior, Hillary Clinton. Lastly, we're going to discuss the Trump rally. He had a rally in Hershey, Pennsylvania, the birthplace of Hershey chocolate. It was a beautiful rally. Um, He had 23,000 registered people there. I guarantee we had over 20,000 show up. Um, People were showing up 24 hours in advance, I believe. But here's the kicker. It was 50 degrees, and it was raining for hours throughout the day, Um, the 10th, which was the day of the uh, rally. It was raining. It was cold. But these people were there standing out in the weather, the conditions for the president, and what we saw. Brad Parscale, after the rally, tweeted this out. Out of 23,000 registered people that showed up, 20.3% of all registered people that got tickets were Democrats. How cool is that? And let me tell you why that's cool, because look what President Trump has done for the people of Pennsylvania. You know, we'll never forget... On November 9th 2016 at 2 in the morning when Pennsylvania went red for the first time in decades and it secured a victory for for Donald J Trump but but he's done so much for the people of Pennsylvania the jobs are coming back the unemployment numbers are at a record low the stock market is at an all-time high coal is coming back we're revitalizing these small towns that have been forgotten revitalizing the men and women that have been forgotten in these small towns as well. And with that data, 20%, so one-fifth of people that were registered at this rally have only voted in one of the last four presidential elections. So in the last 16 years, they've only voted in one presidential election. That's a fifth of everyone that was there, guys. That's almost that's over 5,000 people. That's over 5 over 4 over 4,000, my math is not great. Over 4,000 people that went to this rally have voted in one of the last four elections, and I guarantee uh, half of them voted for Trump in the la- in which was their one of the last four. But but Trump is such a personable president you know people can relate to him and that's why he's so popular not to mention the job numbers that had just come out the the decrease in border apprehensions the wall is being built the um, the stock market is at an all-time high your 401k's are through the roof your your jobs are flooding back to your city your factories are coming back your car manufacturers are coming back and you're happy. Optimism is at an all-time high in this country, and if, if, if Trump doesn't win in 2020, we have an issue, because this is the best time to be an American, because so much is going in our favor, and it's sad that Democrats can't see this. They, they see it. They don't want to acknowledge it because then they would have been defeated if they acknowledge the economy is great, if they acknowledge people are happy, if they acknowledge the record stock market, if they acknowledge the record low unemployment, then they lose. And that's just the facts. That's not my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. That is simply the facts of this economy we live in, because if they don't acknowledge it, They're fine, but when they acknowledge it, it's done. And by not acknowledging it, they're setting themselves up for failure as well because they're going to lose in 2020 because of how well the country's doing and because of all the promises that President Trump made in 2016 and how many he has kept. It's an amazing time to be an American. It's an even better time to be an adult and be working and making money and investing it's a brilliant time to be alive and to be an American. Since World War II, we're having such growth. There's been no better time to start a business. There's been no better time to start investing. No better time to go out and get a job or to quit the job you hate and go find another one. No better time, ladies and gentlemen. The time is now to do those things because we may not see an economy like this for for decades, Take advantage of it while we have it. It's a great thing. We have President Trump to thank and the Republicans. And pray he gets reelected because we could have four more years of greatness and triggering from the left. It's a great time to be alive. That's all I have to say. And that's where I'll end it today, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 27. 27, not 26. 27 is in the books, we talked about the impeachment, the articles of impeachment, the biased impeachment, the phony impeachment led by Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler. We talked about the IG report, the damning evidence against the FBI, the DOJ, the Obama State Department, Comey, McCabe, Clapper, or both or Glenn Simpson, Fusion GPS, DNC, Hillary Clinton, they're all involved. People need to fall. The cards are being fallen as we speak. The sea is rising in D.C. and and the, the rats are scurrying. The light's been turned on. The rats are scurrying away. It's time to fire people and lock them up. Because There's no better time than the present. I want to thank you for watching. Hope you guys have a great week. This will be up on Thursday. You guys have a great weekend. Watch out for my Saturday upload. It's going to be a good one. Hope to see you then. Enjoy.